Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about growing your business, how you can get more sales, results, and anything else. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Tristan. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thank you very much for having me this morning. Well, it's morning in Australia anyway. Oh, yeah, it's evening in the US, but, you know, luckily we have this internet connection. We can <laughs> cooperate uh, and, and, yeah, connect with uh, any place in the world. Uh, before we start, just tell more about your self-experience background and why you decided to pay a lot of attention with that. How long have we got? Um, I, could, I could spend half an hour talking about, I don't want to talk, spend half an hour. Uh, uh, yeah, um, I don't know, like uh, a few minutes you can <laughs> tell more about yourself. So my, obviously my name is Tristan Wright. I run a, a company called Evolve to Grow uh, and in short, it's a business coaching consulting company, but that's not the interesting part. It's how I got there. That's that, that's the story. Yeah. So, uh, in my early days, back I, I studied product design engineering, so mech engine industrial design, and worked in that space for a little bit. And uh, I fell into running my own business a couple of years out of out of uni, uh, selling manufacturing and designing custom sportswear. So. So cycling clothing, running clothing, triathlon clothing. A, a bunch of friends uh, wanted to organize some clothing and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. And I, I looked at different manufacturers in Australia and none of them I thought were any good at the time. Either the product quality was useless or the customer service was no good or the price wasn't, wasn't right. So I thought, I'm going to do this. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to do this myself. And I found... Uh, a manufacturer in Australia, uh, oh, sorry, in China, and, and ordered mm -hmm. that first kit. Got the gear over, and everyone put their lacquer on, and the shorts were see through. So we, everyone mm -hmm. could see, when we're out riding, you could see, everyone could see your bum. So that wasn't a mm -hmm. good thing. But uh, mm -hmm. what I did learn was that there was a gap in the market and that there was a, an ability, a, an opportunity for me to make a business out of this. So I set up site custom cycling wear which ended ended up being site sports and i built this from my kitchen table uh in, in my in the evenings and built I, was, I built it up to doing about 350k per annum before i even went full time on it and mm -hmm. built it up it's making lots and lots of money and then all of a sudden and this was in my 20s um so i had lots of initial success and i didn't realize that uh, oh, I had an, an ego or a lot of arrogance at the time. So I didn't think I needed support or guidance from anyone else. But all of a sudden, there was uh, economic factors. Uh, mm. The Aussie dollar tanked against the US dollar at the same time that my wife at the time came to me and said, our, our marriage is over. So mm. all of a sudden, two big, um, two big factors in my life that I've never had to deal with. I've never had any issues in business or personal life before. These both happened at one time and I had no idea how to deal with it. So um, all I did was shut up shop and and it, mentally shut up shop and and just go day to day. And I ended up being about 200, 250 grand in debt. And 
um, that wasn't a fun place to be, being 200 odd grand in debt. So um, I had the opportunity that I could either fix things up, uh, I could shut down the business and get a day job and pay back the debt over 20 years, or I could, I could get over my ego and get over my arrogance and rebuild the business. Uh, realize that I need support and guidance from others and I can't do it all myself. And I realized that I wanted a better life for myself. So uh, rebuilt the business, built it back into a seven-figure business and eventually sold the business on. So, mm-hmm. and then from there, there's a whole another story, but that's that's the short the short version of it. So far nice. away if you got yeah. any questions. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like your story because, you know, it's, it, it it sounds familiar to me because, you know, yeah. I, I had something like this, you know, because in 2008, you know, uh, yeah, uh, you know, even more in 2005, I graduated from my university and uh, worked in three uh, commercial banks. Uh, then uh, I found the way uh, some gaps where I can jump uh, to create my own company. And uh, I did it. Uh, and it's like for six months, I could earn more than uh, 30 times than uh, I get uh, common salary. And uh, two years uh, were all fine. Everything is fine. And I decided to grow my business, to uh, invest all my money, to get debts, to uh, extend all my business to all Ukraine. But uh, in 2008, the world crisis destroyed everything that I had. And my debts were equal to uh, 3,000 average salaries in Ukraine. (laughs) And uh, I I was bankrupt, destroyed. I didn't know what to do because uh, um, I earned money, but uh, I lost everything. Even more, I uh, had a lot of debts. But that was experience, you know. Um, I I think that... Yeah, I was working like five years to get back all these debts uh, to create my new business uh, uh, that was actually destroyed one more time after the Ukrainian revolution. So <laughs> I opened my online agency, you know, and keep going with, with that. Um, yeah, I think uh, whatever, whatever happens in your life, it's better to uh, get experience. If you have two legs, two hands, uh, if you have your head, you have everything what you need to do, you know. Yeah, exactly. uh, it doesn't matter what kind of depths it's more about health if you have healthy just set up the positive mindset you know to your head <laughs> exactly we 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 use our experiences as a learning tool and and move forward from that rather than let it shape us in a negative mindset we like we use what's happened to us previously as as a tool to work out what to do or what not to do in the future Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay, uh, I uh, I have the first question about uh, uh, if someone wanna uh, uh, I don't know like to open a new business startup, uh, where to start? I mean, like uh, of of course we understand we need to create awesome product, we need to provide sales marketing, but how we can uh, unite uh, the positive mindset? To, because you know, uh, uh, let me explain why I, I'm asking about that. Because I, I often see when uh, businesses have no patience. You know, they want to get quick results. They build high expectations. I, I will earn like a million dollars for a few months. You know, uh, but um, in reality, it's hard. It's hard because we have huge competition, fierce competition. Uh, but how to build this patience and go? Head with something that you like uh, and uh, yeah want to get results 
there's so many different ways to answer this question uh and so so many different layers in there but at the end of the day for for me it think about it as a journey um and where and we've got an end goal the end goal is reaching the top of mount everest so scaling scaling mount everest we need to actually understand what the peak of mount everest looks like we need to have mm -hmm. visualize what it is specifically that we want to achieve and what i mean by that is what do we want our business to look like that let's once we're at the top of Mount Everest, what do we want our personal life to look like? So um, it's, and it's very important that we understand what we want our personal life to look like at the same time as the business life because because they both in, interact with each other so closely. Uh, and then once we've got that in mind, it's a lot easier to ensure that we're heading in the right direction at the right pace because so often people get excited about building a million dollar business uh, because that's that's the loosely thought out goal. But what ends up happening is you, you go and build a million dollar business, but you're building it on a house of cards uh, because your only goal is to, to hit a million dollars. And if you build it on a house of cards, partway through, you'll, you'll collapse and fall over because you haven't built the, the foundations or the base. So, rather than going flat stick right at the very start let's think about the the simplest way the the safest way to to get to to the top of mount everest because mm -hmm. otherwise we we'll, we might go on the fast route uh, and go like you think think about climbing mount everest there's there's different routes to get up to the top um i Definitely Mount Kilimanjaro is. I've climbed Kilimanjaro. There's five or six different routes to climb Kilimanjaro. Um, mm -hmm. Some have got a better success rate than others. The 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 highest success rate um, routes are the slowest ones. The the far the the lowest success rate routes are the slowest ones. Oh, sorry, the fastest mm -hmm. ones. So we have to make mm -hmm. sure we're choosing the correct route uh, mm -hmm. to get to Aaron yeah, yeah, I think uh, I remember uh, the interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger and he shared that you need to have a clear vision where you go, mm -hmm. clear goals, <laughs> what kind of results are you going to achieve because he achieved his results in sports, uh, in uh, filming, you know, uh, in politics because of uh, having clear goals and focusing to achieve these goals. <laughs> okay, yeah. let's talk more. Yeah, go ahead. You want to share something? I was just going to say it's simple, uh, like it sounds simple, uh, and people bang on it on about it all the time, but so many people don't implement it and uh, or don't actually go deep enough. And it might be that you you're not actually connected to your vision or your end goal. So it's got to be something that you resonate with and that you actually want to achieve, that you're mm -hmm. willing to give other things up for. Because otherwise, if you if you're not willing to give other things, give up other things, you're just going to stay status quo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, very well. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, actually business, uh, not about person. For example, yeah. um, uh, let let me share my story. Uh, a few years ago, uh, a, 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 some good employers left my company. You know, uh, key players in, in my team, mm. they left. 
and uh, I started to uh, to discover what's going on, to research more about that, and I found that a toxic environment appealed in my company. People couldn't uh, handle many things uh, uh, that uh, are not concerned to our business. So uh, yeah, and uh, after that, I decided to change many things. You know, uh, to speak more with my employees, to spend more time with them, uh, especially uh, today because <laughs> I have business in Ukraine. I need to communicate with them. But uh, can you tell uh, how to avoid toxic environment? Because uh, I check out a few studies that uh, a lot of people can live companies because of this toxic environment it's not about salary M many other things they just can't uh, handle uh, some i don't know uh, hard time you know they can't handle uh, or to cooperate with other people can you tell more about uh, creating positive in environment and to have this uh, friendly manner so the way i'm going to explain it is probably oversimplifying it and uh, and you you might question how why am I making it so simple? But for me, it is. Uh, the business owner has a vision for what they want to achieve out of the business or the leaders have a vision. The leader, it's the leader's duty to enroll their team and their team's team in that vision and show their team what the benefit of the vision is to them. And once, once the team totally understands the, the personal benefit of the vision or the ultimate objective to them, they're going to be enrolled in it and, and actually drive forward the business. And this isn't something that happens overnight. It's something that, that is continuous. The leader has to be constantly working with their team to continually ensure that their, their team is enrolled in the vision or the ultimate objective of the business by making sure that the, the team actually understands the personal benefit to them and the impact that that vision has on the greater community. Mm -hmm. That means uh, we need to share our vision or our goals uh, with a team and they need to understand, uh, you know, it's more about, for example, if we have different cultures, different uh, characters, uh, different people, someone uh, is thinking about their family, about kids, they need to uh, mm. uh, to take them to the school, to the doctor, you know, m m many things. Uh, but you want uh, to unite all these people uh, with one mm. goal. How to consider their personal attitudes with business goals? So that's the, the, the benefit to them. It's like, if you do this, you personally will benefit this way. So by you helping me achieve my goal, these are the benefits for you. The benefits are extra pay. Um, it is feeling good about X. It is look being able to look after your family. The more, the more you help the business on its journey, the more the easier it is for the business to to support you and to support the people around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, I found on your LinkedIn profile. Uh, let me quote: uh, "You give the gifts of time, freedom, and results to business owners uh, like you." 
study now. Uh, a high-level monthly business mentorship and mastermind program to help entrepreneurs learn, scale, and grow. You know, I want to learn, I want to scale, I want to grow. <laughs> Can you tell more about that? For example, if um, I, uh, for example, uh, I want to uh, cooperate with you. Uh, and uh, I want to know more about that. Can you tell how you can help my business to grow? Sure. So basically, my ultimate objective in business is for the business owner to get for true fulfillment. True fulfillment mm -hmm. is that they're they're happy with what they're doing in the business life um, and they're happy with what they're doing in their personal life and they work well together. So for me, to achieve that, it's we need results, we need time, and we need freedom. So if we're able to get results both for the business um, and for the clients, if we're able to get time, i.e. to be able to increase capacity, and we're able to have, and that's both personally and, and for the staff, uh, and then if we're able to get freedom i the ability to do what we want when we want we then have fulfillment so mm -hmm. i work with the business with businesses to achieve freedom sorry to achieve results time freedom in that order and to achieve each of them there's the different areas of the business there's alignment there's mindset there's strategy marketing brand sales and, and we focus on each of those individual areas at the right time. Because if we did a survey, if I asked you a question, you might say you're getting plenty of results for your clients and for yourself, but you don't have, have freedom. So if we, if we don't have freedom, um, but we're okay with time and, uh, time and results, you're not going to be truly fulfilled right now. So we look at the freedom trigger and what, what is it that makes up freedom? And often it is uh, having proper operations in place, proper people systems in place, and proper manage, money management in place. There, that's probably going to be one of the three triggers that are holding you back from achieving true freedom. So we then dig deeper into that and focus on that area. So that's mm -hmm. how my model, so to speak, works. And we find the, the, the trigger that you're, or the, the point that you're missing out of freedom, results, and time and focusing, focusing on that. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell how to find that uh, uh, proper management? Uh, uh, probably, for example, I can think that uh, I have uh, proper management. Everything is fine. Mm. But uh, something is wrong with that. How to find it? How to figure out that I need to fix something in my uh, process management? Uh, yeah, with your attitudes. So it always comes back to the ultimate objective. What is it that the business wants to achieve? And having proper mm -hmm. metric. And what does the, yeah, what does the business want to achieve? and having metrics around that. And you're typically going to have five different metrics. And if those five metrics that you've got are fine, there's no need to need to change. But it can't be just you reporting in those metrics. The leadership team needs to report in on those metrics as well. So it is so many businesses miss this, but doing an a internal pulse survey, a, a quarterly survey, uh, asking questions around the, all the different 
business areas, marketing, branding, sales, systems, operations, HR, strategy, um, alignment. If you don't ask questions about each of those areas on a, on a quarterly basis, you're not going to be able to identify the gaps or the weaknesses or the strengths within your business. It's just going to be based off gut feel and you're going to end up being reactive rather than being proactive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Interesting. Uh, can you tell uh, uh, what to choose? Customer orientation or employee orientation? What do you think? I've got a saying. I look at, If I look after my staff, my staff look after my customers and my customers will look after me. So uh, from mm-hmm. a leadership perspective, look after the staff first. Look mm-hmm. after your employees first. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, uh, uh, because um, I read information about that. Uh, we have many different attitudes. And yeah, uh, for example, on Amazon, uh, Jeff Bezos pays more attention to customers. Uh, on, on Bloomberg, to competition. Uh, in many other great companies, they pay attention to staff. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think uh, business leaders need to serve their staff, you know, uh, n- not vice versa, because I often see when business leaders want to get more money, sales, uh, but you know, if you can't make them happy, that means uh, they can't make happy you <laughs> as well. So we'll use Bezos for an example. We hear about him in the media all the time about not looking after his staff very well. Um, He's able to get around that because he's got his systems and processes dialed in so well um, that he doesn't worry if if he has a high staff churn because there's so many people needing work uh, that he can replace those people. It doesn't cost him a lot to onboard new staff members because he's got his systems and processes dialed in so well. And that's for me, that's not an ethical way of doing business. Um, you should have your systems systems and processes dialed in, but you should actually be looking after your staff or your employees as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice points. Yeah, uh, I read a book about Jeff Bezos. Yeah, uh, many attitudes with employees in uh, his companies. Yeah, they're unhappy with something. But uh, when you have such big companies, uh, I think it's hard to avoid them. Sometimes uh, things happen. Uh, can you tell, for Correct. example, uh, how to handle big company uh, management and uh, to pay attention to all employees in your company because uh, yeah uh, if a toxic environment appeals it's hard to uh, check out because we can't go to directly to uh, staff minds can, can you tell more about that um f- for me it comes down to communication from the top down to the bottom and a lot of businesses grow without putting in place a, a proper management and reporting structure that includes company goals and company vision and what each department is responsible for. So if, if you have a, there's a framework called the OKR framework and the OKR framework should have the ability to waterfall down the company's vision objectives key results down to from the top level down to the 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 very bottom level and and the 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 people on the ground floor should actually understand what their objectives and key results are and how they um how they impact the business and how they impact them personally 
but it's the implementation of something like an OKR framework that fails or leadership teams don't understand the benefit of that because they don't have um, communication training, cultural training. They, they just focus on, on driving the objectives. They don't actually focus on, on the impact at levels beneath them and how the people beneath them need to be enrolled in those objectives and key results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, can you tell, for example, uh, if everyone is busy, uh, CEO is busy, uh, all people are busy, and uh, but something uh, is not good, you know, something is wrong with uh, the process. Can you tell how you can uh, impact to the process that it actually uh, no, uh, works, provides results, sales, but uh, something is wrong because you can improve it. You can uh, provide something new. Uh, how to, uh, I don't know, like how to impact the process with busy people who have no time to check out uh, other things. So, uh, I'd like to think this applies for all businesses, but obviously uh, some people are just, it's going to hit a hit a brick wall but it comes back to the ultimate objective and the pathway that you're uh taking are you actually taking the simplest path or is the work that you're doing busy work as opposed to work that is effective so many businesses that don't take time to reflect on the journey uh, that don't take time to make sure that they're working in alignment with the business objective, end up being busy with busy work and they're not actually being A, efficient and B, effective. And because of that, they don't have time to, to get their head out, take their head out of the weeds and, and have a look around. So if you're feeling that pain that you're busy, the, for me, the first step is, you have to find some time to, to sit back and reflect and ask the question, are you actually working on the most effective way to be on that pathway or on that journey that you're taking? Or are you just busy doing busy work because you haven't taken time to check in on the business objectives? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Uh, can you tell? Three things that all businesses need to do today. Oh, good question. Three things yeah, that all businesses need to do. Yeah. You put me on the spot here. Um, <laughs> three things that all businesses need to do today. And it can be anything. So uh, it is number one, it's a business hygiene checklist. Put systems mm-hmm. around making sure that on a weekly, monthly, quarterly basis that you're doing financial health checks, you're doing people health checks, you're doing sales health checks. So it might be half an hour a day or, sorry, half an hour a week or an hour a month, but having place a checklist that you need to go through once a week, once a month, to make sure that your business is running smoothly. A lot of, I'll say, smaller business owners are very good at what they do, the service that they deliver, but 
running a business doesn't always come natural to them. So things fall off, um, uh, fall off and get forgotten about. So if we have a, a hygiene checklist in place, we're always going to, no matter what, do that and make sure our business stays healthy. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is don't forget to say thank you to your team. Be grateful uh, of the work that your team is doing. If you can spend time investing in your team, that helps build rapport and trust, and they're going to come back to you. uh, A, they're going to want to stay with you, but they're also going to feel like um, they can have open conversations with you and help build the business, uh, whether it's through curiosity or just general feedback. So business health, looking after your is number one. Number two is looking after your team. Number three, (laughs) what is the most important thing? So we're looking after the business. We're looking after the people. We need to look after our our customers or our clients. Mm We can't take our clients for granted. So many. So what we need to do, I, I talked about doing a, a pulse check with, with our internally with our staff. We need to continuously do pulse checks externally with our clients, because if we're not innovating or improving, we're we're being stagnant, and that means we're moving backwards. So we need to continuously be talking to our clients to get their feedback on how we can improve our offer. So putting in place mm-hmm. a process or system so that we can continuously do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice points, love it. Uh, can you tell uh, how to learn more about uh, your job? Um, uh, let me explain why I'm asking about that. Uh, for example, in SEO field, when uh, I cooperate with a new client, I usually tell them, uh, learn a little bit about SEO. A little bit for me, like a few days, because uh, uh, when I spent like 10 years in this field, uh, I can uh, know a lot of things. But it's hard to learn SEO for a few days, but they understand the process. They understand what kind of results we want to get. Can you tell more about learning about things that you do? How businesses should learn to understand the basic and uh, yeah, and uh, implement them in their uh, common life? Good question. So <clears throat> I actually put up a post a couple of days ago on Facebook uh, and it was says, uh, it was something along the lines of um, a five day course doesn't make a business coach uh, because there's so many uh, business coaches popping up all of the, all over the place at the moment. Uh, and they've got a five, they've got a, they've done a five day course to say that they're a business coach and, mm-hmm. and that tarnishes the industry because these guys don't have any experience. Often they haven't run a business. They just want to get in. They want to be an entrepreneur. They want to be preneur. And they think, okay, I'll go coach other business owners. And that doesn't, doesn't quite work. So, mm-hmm. um, and going based off the feedback, like I, I, there's people talking saying what actually makes a business coach and the, what I'll say, the general population, the general consensus is, it needs to be someone that has actually got real world experience that's actually run a business 
or multiple businesses that's had success, that's had failures, uh, that and then has rebuilt, that has actually got communication skills and can look at a business holistically, not just at sales, not just at marketing, but from a strategic standpoint, from an operational standpoint, from a um, from a marketing standpoint, from a financial standpoint, we need to understand each and every pillar there is to make up business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you need to be able to communicate and educate that. Does that answer mm-hmm. your question or did I go off on a tangent? Um, you can add more about learning, how to learn about uh, something like this. I mean, like blog posts, books, uh, courses. What, what do you think? Which way? So um, for me, like I'm looking at a, a, a typical client. If a client wants to continue to grow their business, they can't just use a business coach or a marketing consultant or a a, a podcast as a single source of truth. You need to have a curious mindset. You need to be Mm -hmm. continually learning. You need to be continually looking to what's the next opportunity. So, But I will say find two or three... Uh, two or three people or sources that you trust and follow their frameworks. If you go and find mm-hmm. five, six, seven um, sources that you you learn from, you're going to become overwhelmed because they're going to be providing conflicting information. So get two or three sources that that you trust and stick to them and follow their frameworks. Yes, go and listen to other things. But be careful, you'll become overwhelmed if you go and look for too much information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Valuable. Uh, can you tell how to find the right business coach? Because we have uh, so many opportunities today, uh, even in SEO and digital marketing everywhere. Well, uh, your tips, uh, how to find the right business coach who will lead your business in the right direction? Because uh, I mean, like to cooperate with experts, not uh, mediocre uh, specialists who just uh, learn some information, but are not ready you know, to handle uh, the process. I think it goes for any industry, not just business coaches. It goes for SEO consultants. It goes for marketing consultants. It goes for um, accountants. It is find someone or find a business that has got proven results and is willing to share uh, who those results are from. And those results are with people or businesses in your industry at a similar stage. So um, find find a find a consultant that's got results that they're op- open and willing to share. And those results are with people that are similar to, to you or businesses that are similar to you. So you need to look at that. And then obviously you need to be able to have an open conversation with that person. You need to actually feel like you there's trust with that that person. So just because don't, what you don't want to do is go for someone that's got the best marketing or sales pitch but can't show you the results that they've achieved because mm-hmm. you you don't know what depth they've got. So the the results speak for themselves, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
can you tell how to analyze this results because uh, for example um, uh, if i wanna hire a copywriter uh, they can share their portfolio but you know mm -hmm. i don't know why but in most cases when you hire uh, many specialists they usually write uh, less with less quality than on their portfolio can you tell how to uh i don't know like to di divide mediocre stuff or uh, from uh Cop more advanced <laughs> copywriting is probably the hardest one to find uh to find a, a consultant or contractor because anyone can can plagiarize work and and uh and create their own uh portfolio so that's a really hard industry to find people. Um, the way I like to look at it is KPIs or metrics. So you go into an engagement, what are the KPIs or metrics that the person has wanted to achieve? Uh, let's say SEO consultant. Um, we want to achieve a 300% growth in traffic um, over 12 months. And we want to increase time on page from one minute to three minutes there. And we want to have 10 first page, uh, first page rankings keywords. So there are three metrics that we can use uh, to measure success. So we go and speak to a someone that's achieved these results and say, hey, what was your what was your relationship like with this person? Did you set metrics at the start of the engagement, and were those metrics achieved? And did you enjoy your did you enjoy your relationship with them? And are you still are you still working with them? And if the answer is yes to all of them, that's a pretty good testimonial or case study, um, or a pretty good re reason to work with them, assuming that they're a similar type business to yours. Uh, that's how I measure uh, or what I use. Uh, when I'm looking to engage a consultant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, valuable. Uh, I have the final question about the future. Can you tell what kind of future can you forecast, you know, uh, in business coaching uh, and why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. I, I, I want my crystal ball here, so I don't have a crystal ball. <laughs> um, but I'm seeing an industry a sub-industry of coaches coaching coaches that coach coaches that coach baby coaches so it's it's almost a an industry where um and this is being i'm being negative in a sense sometimes coaches aren't successful coaching in the real world so they go and coach other coaches um, mm -hmm. and and then those baby coaches go and do prospecting with no experience and burn all the prospects. So uh, until there's regulation in in this space, uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, clients or prospects that get burnt by by poorly qualified coaches, uh, because the the coaches that end up being any good, they'll scale to a group coaching model very quickly. So if you want to get real impact from from the coaching industry, find a coach that's got a 
a group coaching model because they've actually been able to scale their coaching uh, coaching practice with an actionable framework. Whereas a one-on-one coach, they're going to be coaching reactively and may not necessarily have had a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice points. Uh, Tristan, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show, to learn from you. You shared a lot of valuable insights. Tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Thank you very much for having me. Easiest way is to Google me, Tristan Wright, and then type in Evolve to Grow, and you'll you'll see uh, see me come up on LinkedIn, Facebook. Website is evolvetogrow.com.au. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, uh, if you don't know how to find on Google, you can find, use all these links in the description below if you don't use Google. <laughs> I mean like that. Yeah, uh, a big big pleasure again, you know, uh, love your insights. You share so much value. Uh, people, you need to follow Tristan to learn from him, uh, to cooperate with him because you can grow your business and to get a new level. Uh, listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. I see you next time. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.